not be the same. Few people laughed. Few people cried. Most people were silent. I remembered the line from the Hindu scripture, the Bhagavad Gita. Vishnu is trying to persuade the prince that he should do his duty and to impress him takes on his multi-armed form and says now I am become death the destroyer of worlds I suppose we all thought that one way or another Welcome, my friends. Welcome to this special edition of the Corbett Report. I am your host, James Corbett, podcasting to you, as always, from the sunny climes of Western Japan on this 10th day of August, 2007. We open today with the words of Robert Oppenheimer, one of the key physicists who, who headed the team developing the atomic bomb in the classified Manhattan Project. Mr. Oppenheimer describes the first test blast of the first atomic bomb, known as Trinity, which was detonated in New Mexico in early 1945. It was 62 years ago last Monday that the first ever atomic bomb used in warfare was dropped on the citizens of Hiroshima in western Japan. Three days later, on August 9th, the second atomic bomb to be dropped in warfare was dropped on Nagasaki, on the island of Kyushu, in western Japan. Miraculously, perhaps, these have been the only two atomic bombs ever to be dropped in warfare. And each year, each city marks the anniversary of those solemn occasions with a ceremony in which it is declared never again. This year I had the fortune of going to Hiroshima to participate in the 62nd memorial service. As I stepped off the tram and made my way into the Peace Memorial Park in Hiroshima, I was treated to a most un-Japanese scene. There were black-clad riot police that one might expect to see at a G8 protest or perhaps at the SPP summit in Montebello, Quebec, later this month. There also seemed to be protesters of various types handing out information and holding signs which I could not read. I was given one piece of paper, though, which was in English, and which was entitled The 2007 Hiroshima Citizens Peace Declaration. This caught my attention, of course, because every year the mayor of Hiroshima delivers his own peace declaration at the memorial service. I was interested to hear what the citizens' peace declaration had to say. And if you'll bear with me, I will read a part of this peace declaration. Quote, Four years after the outbreak of war, the Bush administration has created a morass of violence in Iraq by repeatedly reinforcing American troops and conducting mopping-up operations there, each time causing more and more civilian casualties. Similarly, Afghanistan is also in a permanent state of war, with a large population of refugees for whom life is extremely difficult. 
the war against international terrorism has in fact triggered terrorist attacks rather than suppress them, as is evidenced in England, where people live in constant fear, not unlike people in the U.S. In both nations, the demand by ordinary people for the withdrawal of military forces is growing steadily. The Japanese government continues to blindly follow U.S. policies and support the illegal military occupation of Iraq. It keeps troops from the Air Self-Defense Force there to assist the U.S. occupation forces by transporting U.S. soldiers and weapons around the country. Under the guise of supporting the American war against terrorism, Japanese maritime SDF ships have been supplying fuel to U.S. warships in the Indian Ocean and the Arabian Sea for the last six years, spending huge sums of taxpayers' money. Yet the SDF not only refuses to release any information on these operations, but is secretly and illegally gathering information on the activities of peace groups and activists who have been working in the campaign against the Iraq War. The Japanese government is pursuing a shift towards the militarization of the state, clearly violating the Constitution by upgrading the defense agency to a ministry of defense, by making the overseas dispatch of troops a major operation, by engaging in missile defense and aerial bombing exercises, and by exploring the possibility of using the right to collective defense. End quote. The peace declaration goes on to talk about economic globalization and how it's causing the income gap disparity to increase, causing great trouble for the poor in the world. It goes on to talk about how America is flexing its military might in order to inflict a Pax Americana on the world. It talks about the resistance to U.S. military bases in Japan. And it also, of course, talks about the atomic bombing of Hiroshima and the war reparations lawsuits in Japan that are ongoing where A-bomb survivors are demanding official acknowledgement of their atomic victim status. The report also mentions the International People's Tribunal on the dropping of atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. This is a tribunal that was held in Hiroshima over the course of two years and which came to various verdicts on the illegality of the war crime that was committed on August 6, 1945 in Hiroshima and August 9, 1945 in Nagasaki. That uh, document is available online and I highly suggest that you take a look at that tribunal and its findings. For the link to that tribunal, please visit my homepage, www.corbettreport.com, and in the documentation for today's episode under the current time index, you will find that link to the International People's Tribunal. I was interested in this peace declaration and decided to contact the email address which was provided on the declaration. I was put in touch with Dr. Yuki Tanaka of the Hiroshima Peace Institute. Dr. Tanaka is a researcher in the field of peace studies, and he specializes in Japanese peace issues, especially those relating to the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I had the opportunity to interview Dr. Tanaka at his office at the Hiroshima Peace Institute in Hiroshima City in western Japan. We talked about various issues, and I'd like to play an extract from that interview in which Dr. Tanaka talks about the SDF, the Japanese Self-Defense Force, and we also talk about depleted uranium weapons. Let's go to the interview. Okay, well, I'd like to start talking about the Hiroshima Citizens Peace Declaration, which mm. I believe you drafted. 
Um, and I'd like to start with the history of this peace declaration. Uh, when did uh, the Peace Institute start producing this, and what is its purpose? This has nothing to do with the Peace Institute. This is actually um, uh, we have um, we have a, um, a peace um, gathering, uh, peace conference every year. Um, the day before August uh, six, or that August five, uh, fifth. Um, we that um, the this is a sort of um, conference organised by the various um, peace uh, organisations and activists uh, from all over Japan. So because they come here for the sixth ceremony, so um, uh, we get together and um, uh, talk about uh, the important issues, uh, mainly you know. Uh, the things happened in the last uh, year, one year or so. Um, so we talk about uh, American bases here in, in, in Japan, Yuakuni, Okinawa. We talk about um, uh, Japan's constitutional issue. Uh, we talk about um, uh, U.S. nuclear policy, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, and. At the end of this conference, uh, it is a, it is a um, well tradition that uh, we read out um, uh, citizens' peace declaration, um, which which is uh, sort of uh, not that we are not competing against the mayor's peace declaration, mm -hmm. which is far more important right. uh, and well known, but uh, mayor's declaration is mainly concentrating on on the nuclear issue. So we thought we should, um, you know, cover other important issues uh, in relation to peace and war, especially Japanese uh, political issues. Um, so we started sort of issuing this uh, um, annual message. Um, uh, so we're doing it. We've been doing it last, uh, you know, ten years or mm. so. Uh, so this is kind of a supplement to the mayor's address. Yes, I think so. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into some of the issues raised in the peace mm -hmm. declaration. Um, for example, your your declaration makes reference to the Japanese Air Self Defense Force mm -hmm. and its um, assistance to U.S. occupation forces in Iraq. Um, could you tell uh, my listeners a little bit about the Japanese uh, Self Defense Force, mm -hmm. its history, and why this um, assistance might be a worrying trend of remilitarization in Japan? Well, um, the Strictly speaking, I mean, the SDF is was set up to to defend Japan, uh, not you know the uh, sending uh, forces to overseas, um, and um, the sending SDF to overseas, especially battle zone, is the uh, is not uh, defense activities. So it's actually violating uh, uh, our constitution, Article Nine. Um, and also the uh, the, the uh, SDF laws, but of course the uh, government changed the laws so that they, you know uh, um, they can send now the uh, SDF to overseas, uh, even the battlefield. Um, um, but we think you know it's a, it's a violation of the uh, constitution. Therefore, we should stop this uh, um, activities. Um, also, the, the we believe that the um, um, U.S. war against Iraq 
is a preemptive war, which is again the uh, violating international law, and uh, an occupation of a military occupation of Iraq as a result of this uh, preemptive uh, war uh, is a, is again a violation of international law. So it's it's a illegal uh, conduct. So uh, the, that means the SDF is also participating in this illegal uh, conduct. Um, so they're not just violating a um, Japanese constitution, but also international law, uh, and also the um, against the legislation of the United Nations Charter. Um, so um, uh, uh, we are doing a campaign against the uh, um, uh, activities of SDF in Iraq. So can you speak to the broader trend of remilitarization of Japan? Well, the the Japanese um, government uh, is changing uh, their uh, laws um, in relation to uh, SDF activities um, more and more, and, and uh, so that they can uh, participate in the um, uh, international activities of the uh, of the uh, military forces, uh, especially following the U.S. forces. Um, but for example, they are um, um, adopting a um, missile defense system. Uh, they are now uh, um, actually conducting a, a bombing practice uh, using uh, Guam uh, U.S. Uh, uh, bases. Um, these kind of um, this kind of uh, the activities are clearly against the, the uh, Article Nine, and and it's also dangerous because. Um, uh, you know, by doing this kind of um, uh, adopting this kind of policies, we are actually uh, uh, stimulating the, uh, um, uh, for example, North Koreans, uh, you know, the antagonism towards towards Japan. Because, um, for example, uh, why do we need uh, the practice of the uh, the uh, area bombing? Um, you know. If you just want to defend our nation, we don't need to send a, uh, a, a jet fighters overseas and bomb uh, enemy territories. Um, so, uh, you know, this is again a clearly against the uh, our, our, our constitution. Um, but the problem is, I mean, uh, media, Japanese media, uh, is hopelessly quiet about the uh, this kind of uh, uh, practice. Um, I found this uh, news on on the New York Times uh, website, and so I circulated this uh, information to all my uh, colleagues uh, in peace uh, groups, um, and uh, nobody knew. Uh, actually, uh, SDF is now practicing uh, area bombing, and so it's um. Uh, you know the Japanese government quietly, you know, sort of uh, uh, introducing this kind of uh, policies, and um, you know, uh, so that the uh, they are making Japan a nation capable of conducting war. Do you think um, the Abe administration's recent um, setbacks at the election will in any way affect that remilitarization process? Well, I hope so, because um, the. Obviously, the, uh, he can't push this uh, uh, changing of constitution so um, so vigorously. Um, uh, but the um, 
it doesn't mean that the, uh, um, the conservative um, circles uh, stop uh, promoting the, the uh, ideas of changing constitutions, uh, especially Article 9, because uh, the even the opposition party, the, um, uh, they are, they are, to some extent, in agree with the uh, LDP to change the Article uh, Article 9. So we have to keep um, working um, to campaign against the uh, uh, changing of constitution. Well, obviously, your organization is um, committed to nuclear disarmament as one of its key goals. But I'm, uh, I'm, I think that the general public maybe doesn't understand the evolving nature of nuclear disarmament issues. Mm -hmm. And um, your peace declaration mentions, for example, DU weapons. Could you uh, tell us about depleted uranium weapons? Um, where are they being used, and what are their effects? Right. DU is uh, is um. Uh, very dangerous um, uh, weapons because it's uh, radioactive materials. Uh, it's used uh, small, you know, the bullet from small bullet to uh, uh, a big missile because it's hard materials. It's extremely hard, so it's penetrate into um, you know uh, thick concrete or, or uh, thick iron, uh, steel, you know, materials. For example, tanks. Uh, tanks can be you know uh, destroyed. By uh, by uh, um, um, bullet, uh, the bullets, uh, uh, large bullets, and and um, and and then the after the exploded, the uh, radioactive materials are dispersed. Um, so it's widely used uh, in the Iraq War and Afghanistan, um, Kosovo, and. Um, we don't know the how, what kind of um, actually the effects uh, these uh, the weapons are creating, but there's a, a report. Uh, there are lots of reports actually um, about the uh, uh, um, strange disease um, you know, occurring in Iraq and other places where the uh, DU were used. DU weapons were used. For example, uh, the uh, cancer rate amongst the uh, children in Basra area in Iraq are extremely high. Uh, and also the uh, children who were born to uh, soldiers, uh, Iraq soldiers, who were um, exposed to radioactive materials, the uh, uh, weapons, are, you know, the um, um, uh, deformed children. Uh, so we have lots of lots of uh, the uh, uh, reports about the uh, uh, this kind of strange disease, disease including um, leukemia and different types of cancer, etc. So we presume that the, there's a, a strong link between the uh, use of the uh, weapons and the, this kind of disease. Um, and so um, we've been doing a campaign against the use of the weapons. Uh, yeah. So of course it's a, it's a kind of uh, radioactive material. So it's related to nuclear, nuclear weapons. So there's a so what we are saying is the uh, now the border uh, the, uh, um, the difference between the uh, nuclear weapons and, and non-nuclear weapons are uh, disappearing uh, because of the DU weapons. I apologize for the quality of the audio recording, but I hope the content makes up for it. Dr. Tanaka and I discussed many interesting issues during that interview, and if you'd like to hear the interview in its entirety, I suggest again you go to my website, www.corbettreport.com, and you will be able to find the entire interview under the Interviews tab.
While I was in Hiroshima, I also had the opportunity of a lifetime. I was able to interview Mr. Isao Aratani. Mr. Aratani is a survivor of the atomic bomb blast over Hiroshima. He was working in a potato field about 2.4 kilometers northeast of the hypocenter when the bomb went off at 8.15 a.m. on August 6, 1945. Mr. Aratani shared his story with me of the horrific events of that day, and afterwards I asked him some questions about his life. I'd like to play an extract of his testimony of the events that he witnessed that day. For the entire testimony, please check back on my website in the coming days, and I will provide a link to my YouTube channel. There I will put up video of the testimony of Mr. Aratani. Also, please check out my YouTube channel for various other interviews and videos which are being put out by the Corbett Report, or simply type in Corbett Report, all one word, into the YouTube search engine, and you should be able to find my videos. Let's now turn to the testimony of Mr. Isao Aratani. My name is Isao Aratani. I'm 75 years old. I'm a member of a volunteer group called HIP, which is Hiroshima Interpreters for Peace. I was 13 years old, a second year student in junior high school when I was exposed to the atomic bomb. I was in a potato field in the East Military Parade Ground, which was about 2.2 kilometers away from the hypercenter. When we are assembling on the sweet potato field, we suddenly heard the unusual loud sound of a plane's propeller. We watched a B-29 bomber and two or three parachutes in the blue sky. Suddenly, we were attacked by a terrible blue yellow flash that left us stand. At the same time, we are blown off the ground by the blast of the bomb. Then the heat wave reached us. We could hear the sound of our face and hair were burning. We did not have any idea about what, was, what had happened. A few minutes later, we stood up and saw the skyscraping mushroom-shaped cloud shining in a shade of pink. At first, we are relieved that we weren't seriously injured. But we found that exposed, exposed portion of our body, such as face, necks, and hands, had been burned, and those wounds were painful. A crowd of injured people from the center of the city had gathered to the ground. Their clothes were dragged and 
they were almost naked. They walked like ghosts. All the burnt people cried out, Water, give me water. In many cases, people didn't give water because somebody said, Don't give water to the victims. If the victims drink water, they would die. One of my classmates gave, gave water to several victims. All of them died soon after they said, thank you. I believe that they would have died either way, water or not. The black rain, which contained con concentrated radioactivity, fell on the northwest area of the city. Since the people didn't know about the radioactivity, they tried to cool themselves and drank the rainwater. In the city, many people were trapped under the destroyed wooden structure. Others tried to rescue them, but had to give up when the fire drew near. Many victims <coughs> entered the rivers asking for water and escaping from the heat of fire. The water surface level of the rivers in Hiroshima largely vary by high tide and low tide. Immediately after the bombing, 8.15 a.m., it was high tide and the water level was deep. Most of the victims who jumped into the rivers died in the rivers. There are many bodies floating in the rivers. A few days after, soldiers who came to rescue pulled those bodies out and piled them on the bank for cremation. On the night of the August 6th every year, a special ceremony held on the bank. Lanterns are floated along the river to comfort the souls of the victims. The city was burned and reduced to ash in one night. There are many burnt black bodies on the street and the bridges. People couldn't tell, couldn't find the names of the victims, and couldn't even tell if the bodies belonged to men or women. The injured who couldn't reach the river tried to take refuge in the firefighting water tanks. However, the tanks were crowded and the amount of water was limited and they died while standing.
There are many <coughs> temporary crematories in the city and the suburbs. And the bodies were cremated day and night. The number of unidentified ashes is roughly 70,000. And the ashes were kept in the atomic bomb memorial mound. The war ended nine days <coughs> after the bombing. We had complicated feelings about the defeat and also relief. During the war, our electric rights had to be covered or turned off to prevent the escape of right to the outdoors. On the night of the end of the war, I kept the right on all through the night, and I enjoyed it. Fortunately, all of our classmates recovered within one or two months, and most of them are still alive. Although we survived, we can't feel any happiness when we remember those who died. So we didn't, know, didn't want to talk about the memory for many years. However, when those of us who survived became 60 years old, about 100 classmates wrote down their memory about the A-bomb and published a book. The name of the book is uh, Popular Trees. The popular trees will transmit the story from the generation to generation. So I summarize uh, of the book and I translate it into English. I joined the hip to the hip when I reached 69 years old, I'm praying for peace through the A-bomb testimony and the guided, guided tour around the peace park. After that moving testimony, I had the opportunity to ask Mr. Aratani some questions. Here again is an extract from my interview with Mr. Isao Aratani, A-bomb survivor. What was Hiroshima like when you were a young boy? Hiroshima? Uh, during the war or after the war? Before the war and during the war. Oh. During the war, uh, <coughs> it is not good memory for me. Uh, Uh, everything is not good for us. Uh, we are always hungry because of food shortage, and uh, we have to work for something instead of the school lesson. After the war, uh, <coughs> And everything recovered very quickly, and uh, 
we the democracy is introduced in Japan, and uh, uh, we enjoy the recovery of Japan. About how many people lived in Hiroshima at that time? Well, I heard that uh, 300,000 people uh, lived in Hiroshima. Including the soldier or some Korean people, uh, they are uh, mobilized to Hiroshima uh, for munition factories. Uh, what were you doing as a schoolboy at that time? What was your daily routine like? After the war? During the war. During the war, uh, there are very few choices for us. Uh, we should uh, uh, in order to get to school, we should walk on the street. Uh, we are not allowed to take a street car because the walking is a kind of exercise. And, um, our school has a big pool, so the, the school uh, holds uh, swimming in the winter. We should in the winter. So what were you doing on the morning of August 6, 1945? Oh, uh, I, uh, before I went to the sweet potato field, I called my friend who lived in uh, my house. Uh, near my house. But my classmate said, uh, I got a sick uh, on the stomach because uh, the day before the bombing, it was a very hot, hot day and after the working, uh, he eat, uh, ate uh, ice candy too much. So, this ice candy uh, caused his stomachache. But uh, so I went to the sweet potato field alone, but I little bit delayed. But it was lucky because uh, the students who arrived earlier uh, take off their overcoats, but I still wear overcoat, so my shoulder and my arms are not burned um, by the overcoat, top uh, overcoat. What, 
when you saw the bomber flying overhead, what were you thinking? Well, I frequently saw a bomber, but this time it's very uh, different as usual. Unusual. This is uh, unusual because of the heavy, loud sound and uh, uh, I, I know later uh, the airplane uh, dropped the bombing and then uh, evacuated. Uh, airplanes are evacuating from the Over, over Hiroshima uh, because a bomb exploded 43 seconds later. So airplane must be evacuated from the center of the city. So we all of us are surprised with the loud sound. So all of us uh, watch over the B-29. So, also we saw uh, two or three parachutes. Uh, this parachute must bring uh, some instrument to measure the uh, effect of the bombing. This is a, our first experience, so we are very surprised. Uh, but we didn't know the, uh, the reason. After the bomb went off, how long did it take before you could stand back up, before you could look around? Maybe we are we are blown off on the ground and uh, we st stayed there uh, two or three minutes. Uh, I feel that, that it, it was dark around, around us, but uh, two or three minutes later we stood up and uh, we also surprised the big cloud. You say the cloud looked pink. Yes, I, I feel pink. But somebody said uh, it's bright, shining, with seven colors. But I think it was pink. Hmm. Uh, where did you evacuate after the bomb? Well, I we evacuated uh, first uh, to the mountain. We are here, mm. but this mount, uh, because uh, somebody said we should uh, evacuate here because of there are many, so many people gathered. Maybe another attack will be occurred. There are many injured people there. So. 
when I stayed there two, one or two hours, but uh, I f then the fire occurred in everywhere. This idiot also make a fire, so I. I think I sh should return, go back to my house. Before the, this house is uh, make uh, catch fire, so I cross this house and I went back to my house. And then my mother and uh, my grandmother was not there, but uh, I found a memo. This memo said, uh, go to our relative's house together with my younger sister. So, in my house, younger sister, I don't know, uh, there, and she's crying because there's no family. So I bring her, brought her to our relative's house. The relative house was big houses, but uh, some doctors in Hiroshima already uh, evacuated and uh, uh, opened the hospital. So I the doctor uh, treated my wounded, uh, injured portion. But the, the hospital is very crowded with uh, injured people. I stayed there and there has uh, around nine nine days and my mother and our family uh, returned to our house. It is a day of the end of the world. We don't, didn't hear the emperor's uh, declaration of the end of the war in, on, by radio, but somebody said uh, the war end and we defeat. I couldn't. Uh, believe it yes. instantly. Mr. Aratani, what is your message for the young generation of today? Mm. Yeah. Please study the history.
especially in the young students, young people in Hiroshima should know the histories of the bombing of the war. I heard that uh, some young people uh, go to the overseas and they have a chance of the homestay. Many foreign uh, friends ask them about Hiroshima, but many of young Japanese people cannot uh, answer. They should study the history before you go to overseas. Mr. Aratani, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you. A valuable lesson, to be sure, and one that I think all of us need to take to heart. Certainly, the ability to learn from history is a rare virtue, and one that is sadly lacking in these times of hysteria. What then do those who seek to be the President of the United States of America have to say on this issue? Well, let's turn to an audio clip from a recent Republican presidential debate. And here are some of the leading Republican nominees talking about their views on preemptive nuclear strikes against Iran. If it came down to a preemptive U.S. strike against Iran's nuclear facility, if necessary, would you authorize as president the use of tactical nuclear weapons? I would authorize the use of tactic tactical nuclear weapons but you can't rule out anything, and you, couldn't, you shouldn't take any option off the table. And all options are on the table. You don't take options off the table. Again, I urge you to compare these outrageous, warmongering declarations with those of Ron Paul, the only presidential candidate worth voting for. The Democratic contingent is, of course, no less warmongering, with Barack Obama recently being berated for saying that he might take nuclear weapons off the table as a first strike against Pakistan should tensions escalate in that region. It seems that we have not learned the lessons of Hiroshima. And the lesson is astoundingly simple. Never again. I leave you today with the sounds of the Hiroshima Peace Memorial Service from August 6, 2007, and the minute of silence to commemorate the dropping of the bomb at 8.15 a.m. Thank you for joining me for this week's Corbett Report, and join me again next week. ご起立願います。